0: You know what, Sheena, you know what I need from you? I need you to take a day off from dragging my name through the dirt. Ah, oh, nothing better than a she-she Tom all scene at the Sir Dump. Ladies, am I right, I was so happy at the end of this episode of Vanderpump Rules. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We're going to be talking about VPR this week on the show. Unfortunately, we will not be covering The Real Houses of Beverly Hills this week because I did not see it in time. It's airing on Valentine's Day, and I am celebrating love, love. And I'm going to try to bring some love to this podcast today because I want to keep it positive and upbeat. So right off the bat, I have to say... That Tom Zinsvall at the end of the episode, when he was wearing that 90s outfit, and he's talking to Shishi at the Sur Dump, I thought it was a very attractive outfit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was attracted to Tom Zinsvall at the very end of the episode, but then it completely went away when I hopped on social media and somebody sent me some video of him uh, in between singing a song. He was making out with that new model. And so it, that part gave me the ick. Uh, but before that, when I saw him in that 90s sweater, it looked like something I would have got out of structure in 1998 – and then he had the hair kind of like I, I don't know I was into the, uh, the '90s vibe, and same with Shishi when she was at the end of the episode and she had them sunglasses on, and I don't know she felt well, very early 2000s. I thought she was going to tell us to go hit them up style like Blue Cantrell. <laughs> I just assumed, and look, all the fashions in this episode weren't all so great because there were a few looks. There was one at Emo Night where Katie Maloney was wearing something that can only be described as a slutty pizza man outfit, because that jacket she was wearing, uh, it was over the brazier. You know, she was showing a little bubby, as she should. She's gorgeous, Gail. Uh, but she was wearing this jacket over it. And I just kept thinking about that man from Home Alone, you know, the little Nero's pizza delivery guy, because that's the kind of vibe that that jacket that Katie was wearing gave me. And I loved it. And honestly, that's a compliment. Slutty pizza delivery driver is a compliment in my eyes, okay? If you're a gay man, you've seen that play out on many a porn, many a porn. Slutty d- uh, pizza delivery driver shows up. So I loved that outfit, but it was just a little, uh, it was trying to get my bearings. And then speaking of Tom Zinsovall, too, him at that uh, 41st-ish birthday party that he threw himself with all the people that are employed by him. He was wearing these flowy pants that just reminded me of Desiree Gotta Be. Remember that song, Desiree Gotta Be from the 90s? And it fits because Thompson's fault. He's got to be bad. He's got to be bold. He's got to be wiser. I mean, going through the season, he's going to be showing all of those emotions. He's going to be hard. He's going to be tough. He's going to be stronger. He's going to be cool, or he's going to need to be cool. He's going to need to be calm. He's going to need to stay together. But all I know, all I know, as the host of Everything Iconic. All I know, all I know, never save the day. Let's hope for the best because I need to get rid of this Scandoval stuff. I'm over it. That's why I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Shishi and Tom Zinzoval sitting down in front of the cert dump. Although that was like sort of about Scandival, it at least felt like we're moving the plot forward a little bit. That's what I was, that's what I'm hopeful for this uh, whole thing. Um, but yeah, Zinzoval at the beginning of the episode for that birthday party when he was wearing them flowy, go back and look at them pants. I mean, he had the white painted grippers, he had the black tank top on, he had the aloe hat, and then he was just, flowy pants. I mean, what was that outfit? And the, the white painted grippers. I thought we would be done with those along with the mustache. remember he had that mustache. I don't know if anyone's rewatched last season, but I just, I caught a clip of it before they played the new episode. And I was like, whoa, you know, my, my equilibrium went off. I completely fell to the ground because I was standing at the time. i walking past the TV and I completely collapsed to the floor when I saw Tom Sinzavall's mustache again, because I'd totally forgotten that it happened. And he shaved it off infamously with the uh, Howie Mandel, of course, from Bobby's World and how uh, Deal or No Deal uh, had to shave it off live on air on the podcast or whatever. Which, speaking of, not to get us too off track here, but they're doing some new Deal or No Deal, you guys, that is like Deal or No Deal Island. And it's hosted by Joe Manganello. Like, what? What the fuck? What the, where are we right now in the entertainment industry? I know they're having trouble lighting projects. No one, None of these studios want to buy nothing right now. But the fact that we're going to be having on air Deal or No Deal Island. I, now, I'm not someone who watched the original Deal or No Deal. No shade to anybody who did. I just – it was not something – I was busy with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or I don't know what was going on at the time, Weakest Link. I was busy with those other shows. So I wasn't a fan of Deal or No Deal. But from what I remembered, there wasn't much skill involved, right? Wasn't it just like you just name a number or something, and then one of them gals opens up a briefcase? Not only that, but haven't we kind of evolved a little bit more past then that we don't need a bunch of women standing there with suitcases or briefcases, and then they open them for the—I mean, just what is happening here? I didn't know that there was any, like, skill or anything, and so then what are we throwing them on island for? I mean, they need to get more (laughs) creative— What do we? And then Joe Manganiello—it all feels like a Thirty Rock sketch. I'm like, what's Joe Manganiello? They used to—I miss back in the day when they'd have an Orlando tour guide hosting these game shows. I mean, there's no hope for me hosting any of these game shows because nowadays you got to be fucking Joe Manganiello, John Cena, Kevin Hart—you got to be some big big actor, a list actor to host a game show. And I'm looking at like who's really interested in? I mean, Joe Manganiello on an island—if he's not going to take his top off, I mean, he better lose that blouse five minutes into the episode because. Uh, much like uh, watching Usher on the Super Bowl, I'm going to need to take off that top. And thank God Usher listened to me yelling at home halfway through the performance. He took off that top, took off the blouse, and he said, let's get on with the game. And I was happy for it. I loved Usher's uh, halftime performance. I did. I was living for it. Living for it. And then I was I hopped online afterwards, and I saw people say they didn't like the Usher. I'm all over the place today, aren't I? Um, But I was hopping online, and people were saying they didn't like the Usher performance. I'm like, that man... He's doing choreography on fucking skates, and you're telling me it wasn't that great or whatever? I'm like, you try to get up on skates in front of all them people and do any sort of choreographed dance. And I uh, was raised in a roller rink, and I certainly couldn't do any of those moves. I could not do one of those moves, and I spent upwards of, I don't know, eight hours a week at the Chagrin Valley Roller Ring back in my youths. Because you know I wasn't having sex with nobody, so I'd hop on over to the roller rink and get some laps in. I wasn't doing anything with the gals in my grade, and I certainly wasn't hanging out with or flirting with any of the guys. So I was just hopping up to the roller ring, playing some arcade, and then making some laps on that thing. And I still couldn't do not even a tenth of what Usher was doing that Super Bowl halftime performance. So good for him. Good for him. But then he also, he knew, he knew that, give the audience what they want. And so if NBCU doesn't have Joe Manganello take his top off for deal or no deal island, then I will I'll, I'll be I'll be first in line with that letter writing campaign. You hear me, NBCU? <laughs> I will be at uh, up fronts with the protest and ready. Because otherwise, what are we doing? What's the point of that show? Okay, let's get back to Vanderpump Rules because um, – let's see. We do uh, see at Tom's 41st-ish birthday party, uh, Tom, he's talking uh, – he had just sent over – DJ James Kennedy he had, like, kicked out of the house or DJ stormed out of the house uh, to go to emo night. So he's at the house with the white painted grippers, the black tank top, the flowy Desiree pants, and the aloe hat. And he calls over uh, Tom Schwartz into the other room, and Schwartz is like, what happened to DJ James Kennedy? And Zinzavall is like, well, I told him when he fucked Kristen in my bed with my condoms, dude, he fucked her with my condoms. Schwartz is like, well, you can't react that way. Because all of these people who are giving you maybe like a little bit of an in after what you did to their friend Ariana, then uh, you should just be a little bit remorseful. Instead, every time Tom Zinzavall is on screen, he's just so confrontational. And look, I also understand like what that man must have gone through. He opened up about it later in the episode, which we'll get to. But what that man must have went through, I, it must have been very challenging and tough. And I, uh, my heart goes out to that. I feel very empathetic towards that. Uh, but it does just feel sometimes like you just want him to just sit and say, like, yeah, I fucked up. And I know the, the devil's advocate is. He even said this with Lisa Vanderpump later in the episode uh, when he sat down with LVP. He said, no matter what I do, I'm damned if I do. I've already said I'm sorry. I've already shown remorse. Uh, and I understand, so I understand his point of view too, of saying, "Well, I did that already, so shouldn't I be able to move on?" But it feels like, at least from the outside looking in, even when uh, the initial onslaught happened of the scandal, at that very first reunion episode or whenever it was, it always feels like he's remorseful. But there's always a but, and there's always an aggression, and there's always a defensiveness up. And so even – this is now three months later uh, as we're watching on the episode. It's three months since the scandal happened, I believe. And so some time has passed, but it seems like even from day one, it was, yeah, but Ariana didn't refill my batteries or she didn't do this or you didn't do that or James did this to me. or T-. So it's always been these excuses, and I think people are just sitting there waiting for him to just take the accountability without a butt. And so we're all just on the edge of our seats thinking – I get the chills. Just That was the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music. I put it on the soundboard because I felt like we needed it. And I honestly get the chills every time I hear that music. I mean, do you not just like... Your asshole clenches immediately when you hear this, don't you? Dun, 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 dun. I mean, no one knows. No one knows, uh, except for the people, those of us who lived through it. What? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? In its prime, in its heyday, those their very first summer episodes that were airing where Regis Philbin hopped up on that stage... Offered people a lifeline or a phone friend. And they didn't have all... Then I think they kind of got all those wackadoo rules. Kind of like how Deal or No Deal is now moving to an island. All of a sudden, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire got some success. And I feel like they kind of started to change the format a little bit. And then there were all these copycats. Uh, But that original uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire run... Whoo. I mean, back in the day, we were in – I was in middle school, just like going to the computer lab, and you could go online and like play. There was a website you could play, and it wasn't blocked by our school, so I remember we'd go in there and try to – and I'm i not good at trivia unless it's like about, I don't know, share and Nickelback, like otherwise (laughs) – which I mentioned Nickelback because they got a shout out this episode of Vanderpump Rules, which I'm so excited to get to. But uh yeah, at emo night cuz Lala, let's just get to emo night. Lala, she said she's like I don't know what emo is. She's like my neck hurts. I want to go to sleep. I'm not sure what emo is. She's like is it Nickelback? Is Nickelback emo? I have a and I'm actually going to vote yes. I'm going to vote yes. I know that's a controversial take, but if we're going to consider Sheena Shea's good as gold emo at this point, then I'm certainly going to I'm certainly going to call Nickelback emo because pretty much anybody, if Sheena Shea is singing good as gold and we're considering that emo, then believe you me, Olivia Rodrigo, you're emo. Taylor Swift, you're emo. I don't, Weather Girls, you're emo. I don't care who it is. Rita Wilson, emo. She's singing now, isn't she? Tom Hanks' uh, gal, I think she's got an album out. And so Jeremy Renner, emo, he's a singer-actor too. Anyone, emo, Spice Girls, I don't care who you are, you're fucking emo. If Sheena Shea is, so is Nickelback. Uh, but at Emo Night, yeah, they, they're they noticing how they're transitioning in between. They went from Tom's birthday party to Emo Night, and they had some new transition. It was like 30 Seconds from Mars or something. This wasn't just a traditional royalty-free and I'm also noticing these transitions are looking more cinematic. They're giving, like, Laguna Beach, The Hills. Does anyone else feeling it? It's cinematic. Things are cinematic right now. Uh, but James arrives at Emo Night, and this is all the gals are around. Sheena's mad uh, that Tom Schwartz reached out to – or Tom Sandoval reached out to James and not her – uh, and then we also see um, all the gals in those outfits again, Katie Maloney wearing that. It wasn't the same color as the little Nero's Home Alone pizza guy's jacket, but I don't know. It was like the same material or something. It was spiritually, I feel like spiritual sisters. It was a spiritual sister to the man um in Home Alone. And so that was, I, I like that outfit. And also Ariana had like the long, was it the extensions? Is she wearing extensions? I don't know. She looked good looked really good. And I'm excited for this emo night, but it's like we got this weird two-group dynamic happening, and we can't have this for the whole season, so we need to get this group. The bridges need to come, and we need to figure out a way to either get everybody on the same page or at least filming together, but I'm uh, concerned about it. These shows never work when there's two separate things. It does not work that way. We need layers. We need this person hating that person, but then liking this person. And then their person hates that person who likes their friend. And, you know, we got to layer it up. Layer it up. So anyway, I just uh, can't do the separate, separate thing. Because also Tom is with the, the, I'm sorry to say, the B-list. Because I don't know a lot of these people. Like, I know Kyle Chan. And of course, we know Billy Lee from the show. But there's a lot of people. I'm like, do we know that person? I don't know. i don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And it seems they allege that it's a lot of yes people there. And so you just know that production was like, we got to get people to film with Tom Sinsville. Like, who do, can he call up? And then Tom was like, well, I'll call up the band. And I don't know. I just, I, I feel like we need to bridge that gap because otherwise I'm like, who are these people? And even Schwartz and James, they filmed it there for a minute, but then Schwartz went off to the emo night. Schwartz went off. And I thought he was like, I thought Schwartz was like sort of ready to move on from Sinsville. And then, now he's not. And he said in his confessional, he's like, I know he's a doucher, but I don't want to give up on him. And I thought, Tom, you gave up on, didn't you give up on your marriage? And yet, and yet, I don't, I didn't see him fight not one little bit. (laughs) I think it was, wasn't it Katie's decision to leave the marriage? But still, I didn't see Tom uh, Schwartz fight not even one little bit for that woman who he was with forever. And then now with Tom Sinzavol, the the guy who did all this horrible things in the friend group, uh, immediately he's like, "Well, I, I got to help him, got to be there for him." And I just thought, "What is going on here?" I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I am saying though, it's problematic that you didn't have any of that energy for your wife. <laughs> like that is troublesome. So I'm glad for you to have it for your friend, but troublesome, troublesome. Now Sheena at uh, at emo night she premieres the Good as Gold, the Good as Gold uh, remix. <laughs> That's right. She was holding what looked to be a gas pump, and she was dancing on a bar and singing Good As Gold. Good as gold? Gold? But it's like what she calls the Screamo remix, so it's like, good as gold! But it still, I think, goes up on gold. But it's a it's a wild ride, that thing. And again, I don't know what she was holding as she was standing above the crowd. I think it was a gas pump. But it might have been a t-shirt launcher. Unclear. We're not exactly sure. I, I, I don't know. Maybe a producer could reach out to me. But it looked like a gas pump. I was like, she, she. Did you just get out of a shell? Uh, what are you holding a gas pump for in front of the crowd yelling, good as gold? And those lyrics that she changed, I don't, I don't know. But Sheena did say she wanted to be more she said she never wanted to be a pop star. This was her exact quote. I never wanted to be a pop star. I just wanted to be Fergie or Gwen Stefani and have my boys in the background. Now, I understood what she was saying, but I also just want to point out, like, you can't really get more pop star than Fergie, right? Like, I don't think Fergie is really, you know, some indie Lila affair artist. I think Fergie, no offense to her, we love Fergie. We love her. But they're basically just there spelling out words. And so that was their music. So I don't think that was like really... I I don't know, Indie. Um, But, yeah, so Shishi, that's what she wanted to be. She wanted her guys behind her, I guess. And I'm happy. I'm happy because she's singing it. And it looks like everybody's having a fun, wild time. And so one of the lyrics she changed was like, What the fuck's a good time? Because we're good-ass gold. Was that the lyric she changed? I wrote that down. I hope I didn't just make that up. I mean, all of it feels like a fever dream. Every time I'm watching Shishi doing anything with music, I feel like I'm... I don't know, a hundred and five temp. That's what I feel like sitting in bed. I'm like, what's going on? What's happening? Like just on my on my deathbed wondering what's happening on screen because it's a fever dream. Uh, and especially her premiering the Good as Gold emo remix that emo night. Like, what? What is that sentence? Anyway, Schwartz arrives late. He misses her set. And by set, I mean her singing that one song on a stage with a backing track and a gas pump. Um, but Sheena does give Schwartz a hard time for missing that because she wanted him there. She wanted the whole group there. Meanwhile, back at Zinzival's house, he's blowing out the candles in his Desiree pants uh, and his white painted grippers and his heiress to her bracelets. And I'm confused about... I'm confused is he drinking or not because I thought he said he wasn't drinking or did so Schwartz I know explain that he's uh sober curious or something but I thought Sandoval said he was doing that while Raquel was away or Rachel but I, is that because he was like waiting for her to get back or I don't know that doesn't make any sense to me I feel like there's also loose with the definitions of sobriety uh, these days. I'm like, I don't, I can't even keep up. I, now I got to learn, had to learn what California sober is. And then I had to learn what so, now sober curious. And now, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, okay. So then uh, Tom, since he loves and misses Rachel, didn't even, Rachel didn't even text her nothing on the, on his birthday, which actually that was kind of shitty because I, I'm, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like she should have if she was sending lightning bolts. Although, good for her. I have seen some clips of her podcast where she talks about the situation. It seems like she has grown and matured, even. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. At least the little, small clips that I've seen. It feels like, I was like, girl, good for you. Good for you. Uh It seemed like she understood and, and honestly, that changes my mind because now that I'm thinking back to those clips, it seemed like she came to the realization that he was troublesome for her and so I'm actually good that she established some boundaries and did not text him on the birthday. So, uh, you know, I take back what I said. Uh, Then we see uh, everyone. uh, We see Ariana's house the next day. Anne is there cleaning. Poor Anne. Oh, my God, you guys. Anne! You guys, did you hear this news? Did we already talk about this? I had heard that Anne is no longer Tom Sandoval's assistant. Now she is... Ariana's assistant? Is that true? Did I hear that correctly? Yes, I think I did. I think I did. I saw it. I saw it somewhere. So it must be true. Um, anyway, Anne is there cleaning. And I do uh, want Anne to get the world. I want her to get the world. <laughs> I want her to get on Broadway. And uh, I want her to take over for Ariana as soon as she's done with Chicago. Uh, and I want Anne to, I don't know, get some brand deals. Duracell, can we call up Anne? I want Anne to get some sponsorships because I feel like Anne is doing a lot of hard work and I don't think that demon is paying her well. And so she's got to clean up after his uh, 41st-ish birthday party. She's got to uh, be there as the go-between in between Ariana and him. And so I don't know. I hope Anne, can we get her in a, a Scorsese picture? I don't know. Something get her a horror franchise. I don't know. Um, anyway, she's sitting there, and Katie comes over, and they get them hangover IVs. And I, those, if you've never had a hangover IV, or um, they're not called hangover IVs, but it's like the IV you get when you're hungover. It really is a lifesaver. It is. I, I've done it a couple times in Vegas, and it's, like, expensive, so I, would, I can't do it all the time. I don't really drink much anymore, either, so that's, I don't really need it, but I... <laughs> I would still like the fluids. Um, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing you just don't even need it for a hangover. You just need the fluids sometimes. So you go to bed at night, you feel better about yourself if you get the fluids. Uh, so I don't even need the alcohol to do it. But if it wasn't so expensive, I would do it every day. I'd have someone here with an IV just pumping me full of magnesium and vitamin B12 or whatever the fuck they put in that shit. Because, uh, I, I, yeah, I feel like that's good for you. Um Also, I'm concerned about the vi- – I don't know. I'm concerned about vitamins. I just read this whole article. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I just read this whole article about the vitamins, multivitamins you take. Your body doesn't even, like, absorb all of them. And then they say, like, liquid ones are better, but then you don't even know anymore. Who the fuck cares? Just give me a – Chips Ahoy and call it a day. Okay, moving on. uh, Pump is closing down. Pump? Oh, wait, real quickly. Ariana and Katie with the Hangover IVs, they talk about Sheena having a soft spot for Schwartz. And she, she will flip-flop. She'll flip-flop quite a bit. We're going to see more flip-flop from Sheena than we will on Schwartz's hooves, because that man is never on screen without a a flip-flop. But I still, I think Sheena flip-flops more. Which, by the way, we didn't talk about this either. Last week on Vanderpump Rules, there was a scene where Sandoval brought Tom Schwartz some shoes. Did you guys see that? Now, a lot of you reached out to me. There were people who reached out to me and were like, this is because you called him Shoeless Schwartz all on the podcast last season. No, I don't think that's what it was. I don't think that's why Sandoval was bringing him shoes. But it did make me laugh. And I wonder if he ever put them shoes on, because I'm always looking at his bare hooves. Schwartz, always walking around in sandals and stuff. Uh, so I hope he put on them shoes, but no, I didn't, I don't think that I had anything to do with it, but a lot of you did reach out and it made me laugh a lot. So I, I felt bad that we never talked about how he brought him our random pair of shoes because isn't, that's a weird, right? A straight guy going to have lunch with their best friend. It's like, here, dude, here's some shoes. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude, dude, I got your shoes. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, okay. So pump pump is closing down. That's right. You can no longer get a $17 Caesar salad over at the pump restaurant because it is closing its doors. Apparently they raised the rent. LVP's pissed about it. She's having the sex- second thoughts about it. She's upset. And I can't even believe that it's closing. End up an era, the fact that it's closing. I mean, it's been a long time, it feels like. And I was looking around at that restaurant. I, I-, I never like to go there because of those fucking olive trees. I'm 6'3", and I cannot be walking around a restaurant with them olive trees and branches. Every time I'd go two feet, you get hit in the eye with the olive branch, because that whole restaurant was covered in them. She brought in them trees, remember? There's literally nowhere to walk. Tried to get to the bathroom at that place, it was like I was walking, Uh, it it was like a a scene from that movie Entrapment, with Catherine Zeta-Jones, like just avoiding the lasers. I mean, it was impossible. But I didn't even realize, as uh, they were cleaning out on the show on Vanderpump Rules, we saw Lisa Vanderpump sitting in this sea of chairs, and I was cracking up, because on the wall, there was this sign that said, wine makes my clothes fall off. And I thought, I'd never even seen that word art. And it is shocking because wasn't she known for like good design? The fact that she just had some word art on the restaurant wall of pump. I was like, that's why it's closed in LVP. I hate to give you design tips, but we don't need the word art. -uh. Not something about wine. I was like, am I at a home in the Midwest? Like what's going on here? Why is there a (laughs) wine? Why is there a Live Laugh Love sign at the the Wall of Pump? I mean, it was so shocking to me. And I guess I just never noticed because of them fucking olive trees. They block everything. And so maybe that's why they had uh, all them trees flown in is because they're like, we need to not show people these walls. I bet you it was one of those situations where like, Maybe LVP really wanted the word art. And then like the other partners, who's that guy, the Nick Lane, or I don't know what his name is. Uh Maybe the designer of the restaurant was like, uh, no, we can't have that, but they had to compromise. So like he, they just added more olive trees to block it. Do you know what I mean? That's how I feel. That's how I imagine it happened in my house. That's how it happened. Um So anyway, it's closing though. And God bless. I hope. um I don't know. It's weird. What are they going to put there? They need to get something in that corner place. I don't know. I felt bad, though. I felt bad that I was closing. It just feels like an end of an era. It's also weird this season how we're not even acknowledging them working at these restaurants anymore. Other than James DJing, we're not having to pretend they work there is what I'm saying. So for the longest time, they would always have Sheena saying, ah, I picked up a shift at Sir," And it's like, no, she didn't. She picked up a shift for those TV shows she's filming and then hopped in that dress and served some goat cheese balls to an extra that was paid through central casting. Uh, but otherwise I don't think they were actually working there. And so this is the first time season where I really feel like they've let go of that whole artifice. Now they're just reality TV stars and we're just acknowledging that openly. And I love that for us. I love, we're still not acknowledging the name of the show that Tom went and filmed for the week that he was off of this this show. So they're still not saying special forces because it's a different network. But otherwise, we are acknowledging that this is a TV show. Um, Okay, let's take a quick break. We still have much more to talk about. And uh, we're going to come back. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And thank you to ACAST. And we'll be right back. Shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, slash everything iconic. Yeah. And we're back. All right, so Tom shows up to pump and Lisa Vanderpump sitting there and he tells her I've been really beat up from my time in New Zealand. Uh, and she sits him down and he tells her this is a lot, Lisa. He says my friend Ali died, which we uh, know from the confessionals earlier this season. One of his best friends, Sheena, uh, he says reached out to me about it, but then also made all these rumors up about me and Billy Lee on the podcast. And then Tom Sandoval is also mad at Sheena for stuff that uh, Nima said on her podcast. So Nima was from Shaws of Sunset, right? Do you remember that show, Shaws of Sunset? Which MJ, if you're not watching The Traders, you guys MJ's killing it on The Traders from Shaws of Sunset, and that show is so fucking good. The Traders, Oh, I'm still rooting for my Bravo gals, but if you're not watching, watch it. Uh, anyway, uh, MJ, her co-star Nima was on Shaws of Sunset for a couple seasons. And apparently he was the one that Sheena had referenced on the finale of Vanderpump Rules last season, where she said something about uh, she had heard from her friend that uh, Tom and Ariana were in an open relationship. Tom even denies this in his confessional this week. Uh, But uh, Tom is mad that Sheena had uh, Nima on her podcast to talk about the sex with Raquel and uh, the open relationship thing. And Tom says he just wants to move on with his life. And he says, don't attack me. This is my life. He says, I'm not living my rock star's dreams. It's grueling work I'm doing. So he's really upset. And then he reveals this information to Lisa that he's uh, – i forgive me for the exact wording, but he says something like uh, he thought of suicide or uh, – Forgive me uh, that I don't remember the exact wording I should have written down. But I understand that. And I'm so empathetic. And I Lisa also is very empathetic to that she lost her brother to suicide. And she says she talked to him after the reunion last season. She said, please promise me. Uh, and I hope he's just getting – I don't know if he's talked about this on the show or anywhere. But I hope he's just gets uh, the help he needs uh, psychologically from a professional therapist. I think it would be great. So hopefully he is. Because, again, and I know this happened months ago. Uh, as we're watching it now, but it just feels like it, it must have been a nightmare in, in, to go through that. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. But again, I, I'm, I'm empathetic to that. And of course, we know that he was the one who kind of did all of this. And Lisa tries to explain that to him during the sit down in front of that live, laugh, love sign. She says, she says, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. And so, you know, we, we want all, all the best for everyone. We want everyone to be healthy and happy and all of that and to learn and to grow. And that's the most important thing when you fuck up. You just gotta own up to your mistake. We all fuck up. We're all gonna fuck up. We've all fucked up in the past. And so anyone who thinks they haven't fucked up is fucking up by not thinking that they fucked up because everybody fucks up. And so we're all going to do it. And so then you just have to take some accountability and then apologize and then move on and all of that. And so we want that for everybody, for Tom, for everybody in the the whole show. Uh, Okay. Then we cut to Studio City. There, uh, Ariana and Lala are in this cute little market. I, lo- I fucking love a cute little market. This, I know exactly where this little shop is, but don't you just love somewhere you can get little trinkets and things like you, you can walk into a store like that and you just don't know what you're going to see. You just have no fucking clue what you're going to find. Ah, I love a little, I love a little trinket store. And Ariana, do you notice the shirt she's wearing? It said Boys Lie, which is, of course, a Britney reference. <laughs> Love that, love that. And then Lala talks about her sobriety, and the two of them are seemingly connecting. And uh, we know last week on the show, or a couple weeks ago, they had sat down, and Ariana had uh, hugged Lala because Lala felt like that Ariana did not like her, and so they had this beautiful moment uh, before, and now they're shopping together in a cute little trick market So I'm happy for them, and we'll hopefully see how that goes. Meanwhile, Shishi and Katie are meeting for drinks. And... <laughs> Katie, uh, Sheena says, uh, her and I used to be close. She used to be close. And then they showed all these clips, you guys, a montage of when they were nice to each other. But almost every one of those montage moments that they showed us to prove that Sheena and Katie at one time used were close, every single one of those – basically ended in a fight between Sheena and Katie. And so they were showing like these very selective days where it was like getting ready for, I don't know, Katie's wedding or something. And they show uh, Sheena and Katie like smiling at each other and like getting ready together or something. And I'm thinking back and I'm like every single time that they were getting along, like that, that day, <laughs> that day usually ended with them hating each other or making fun of each other in the professionals. So I do not actually believe that Katie and Gina ever were close. Uh, but they did try to show us that there were times when they were nice to each other before big ass fights. And then <laughs> then uh, let's see, Katie, we talk a little bit about dating. Did we ever get an SOS on Satchel? Do we know where Satchel is? Where's Satchel? Oh, anyone have answers? I'll wait. We get an SOS on Satchel. Anyone? Find me, Satchel. Satchel? Are you out there? Satchel, can you hear me? We need you. We need to know where you are, Satchel. Please show yourself. Now, perhaps he has shown himself. I do not follow him on social media, and I will not search for him on social media. But I am wondering where Satchel is, and I'm going to need them to show us on the show. Okay, I don't want to have to find out any other way than the show to tell us. So I don't know if they could give us a title card or... Maybe a an updated map. Uh, uh, maybe show us a map and show us where Satchel is on the map. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not creatively in the control booth to let them know how to do this. I just think that we need to find out where Satchel is. And so, if by the end of the season I don't know where Satchel is, then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be concerned. I'm I'm gonna just assume the worst, and I'm assume that he is maybe moved to another network and maybe over to TLC or something because that man's a star. And anyone with the name Satchel like that, and that man. I remember him, so let's get an SOS on him because I don't want him to move over to TLC. We cannot lose one of our soldiers to TLC. You hear me? Okay. Uh, then we have, then we have Katie. Uh, oh, Katie reveals that this guy, Kevin, Sheena's bandmate who seemed really cute, like they had a flirty moment or something. I'm excited about that. But Sheena does apologize to Katie about inviting Schwartz to Emo Night. Now, we know Sheena will continue to flip-flop uh, as these weeks go on uh, and uh, throughout all of time. And so, Katie, I think, the thing that has always prevented Sheena and Katie from really being friends is that Sheena, I think, recognizes that those changing allegiances and that lack of loyalty is really good TV. And at her core, I think Sheena's a performer. She's a showgirl. She's a showgirl. Okay. And so I think that Sheena has always been ready to do a five, six, seven, eight in front of the red light, and she'll change on you on a dime because she knows it makes good television. Whereas I think Katie Maloney just lives her life, and the camera's picking up on it. And whether she's it doesn't matter what she's giving you is what's happening in her life. And I think Katie's probably a very loyal person in real life, which I think is probably a wonderful thing. And I don't think Katie would change that quality for a TV show. But Sheena also, again, to stick up for Shishi, she's a showgirl. And so she's got to move these storylines forward. And so she's got to change on a dime, she will. But as they sit down to uh, mend their friendship, I was just thinking, like, this is going to be maybe a couple episodes that you guys are getting along. But I don't know that it's really going to last, because fundamentally, I just think they're going about this TV show business in completely opposite ways and it makes the two of them off track. Whereas someone like Ariana, I think she can go either way or Lala, Lala in particular knows how to either perform and do what needs to be done for the TV show or she could be more of like, this is who I am, fucking like it or love it, right? But Sheena is like totally one way, and I think Katie's totally the other way. And so that's why they're never going to get along. I, I don't believe, but maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Sheena does say she's learning boundaries. She says, if you don't add value to my life, I don't need you in my inner circle anymore. And that's good advice to everybody. If you don't add value, get out. Leave, get out. All right, then we see Schwartz at Vanderpump Dogs. Now there was a beautiful woman named Summer there. She was stunning, marketing woman or something. They even did they give her a title card? That's how I know her name, Summer, because they gave her a title card, right? And I thought, uh-oh, she's gonna pop up on somewhere. You know, she's gonna start dating one of them or show up on some spin-off show, or I don't know. She's gonna pop up somewhere. I just mark my words, just keep a n mark this, mark this. Uh then Schwartz sits with Lisa Vanderpump. And Schwartz reveals a lot of information about his life that I I think maybe he's been protecting uh, from the show because we've only gotten these little bits of information that maybe something was going on with a family member. But I think this was the first time where he really said on camera the situation with his brother who is in or is or was in rehab. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital with cirrhosis, had been through rehab three times, and uh, I don't. I just hope he's well. Justice for Bert. Bert was the brother and. addiction's hard, and I don't know, maybe it's just getting older, not to get too deep, but I don't know if it's getting older or just the state of the world or whatever, but it just feels as I get older. I hear of so many more people who are struggling with addiction, and uh, it's hard and it makes me so sad. I, I don't know. It makes me sad, but they talk about, uh, Lisa Vanderpump and Schwartz talk about Skandoval. Lisa says the punishment doesn't fit the crime. She even says Ariana has seemingly moved on way more than the others. Because again, going back three months, this comes up in the fight between Sandoval and Sheena. Uh everybody was doing all the podcasts. In particular, I think Sheena and Lala are the two people on the cast with podcasts. I might be missing some, but forgive me, there's too many goddamn podcasts out there. So anyway, there is this it was happening that every single week they were talking about the show and behind the scenes and the reunion and everything that was going on in Vanderpump Rules really was in the zeitgeist and it was also so marketable and it, People were capitalizing off of it and the merchandising and all of that stuff. And so it was being talked about all of the time. And it's an interesting uh, thing to just look at because Ariana was really the one that was wronged. Now, again, I'm not even knocking the people like Sheena and Lala for talking about on their podcasts and stuff like that because I think going back to Sheena being a showgirl, I think these people know that reality TV might not be forever. So you make the money while you can. You put on a show and you give the people what they want. And so that's what she, she does. She gives us a show. Five, six, seven, eight. Because we're good as gold. Uh, okay. So then what is going on? Oh, Schwartz sort of invites himself to this cast trip. That was, this is where they lose me because we're, we're doing such a good job of like not having them forced to work at these restaurants anymore. And yet we get to this scene and it just feels like we go 10 steps backwards when we have to set up the cast trip and it's so clunky. It's like, Lisa's, I got a new store and uh, where was it? Lake Tao? And then Short's like, oh, that sounds fun. Can I invite myself? And then, yeah, you can invite all your friends. It's like, come on. At the opening, you all just were surprised now that you're going to this cast trip. And I just wish they would say, we're going on our cast trip. And so whether or not the group wants to all go together, we all have to to go together. Otherwise, you're not getting paid. You're not going to be on camera, right? Like That's what we need to start doing because this was just so clunky. No, They're not good enough actors to be pulling this off. But yeah, LVP is like, I can hook you up. I'm going to Lake Tahoe next weekend. I was distracted because Schwartz had a lock of hair coming out of his hat, and I just found that very attractive. I, was I in heat watching this episode? Because I'm not normally attracted to the Toms. And then this week, I was looking at him. I was like, whoo! I, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm not normally. And I'm I embarrassed to even tell you that. But he had this little strand of hair popping out of the hat, and I don't know what I was do- what it was doing to me. Uh It was doing something. It was doing something. Uh, and then Brock, too, earlier in the episode, when he was at that emo night with them legs out. And then, I don't know. He was just, whew. Anyway, Brock made fun of Schwartz's shirt for not being ironed when, when they all got together at Sir later that night. So we're also having all of these great scenes at Sur where we're not pretending to work. And it fits so much better for the show. Not to harp on this, but doesn't it feel better to just have them like at a table at Sur hanging out? than having to do the pretend working situation. It's like, yeah, it makes sense that they would all go hang in a private room at their little Bravo Disneyland and they could talk about their friends and their lives and stuff. It makes so much more sense. Uh, And then this is also where we talk about the curious, sober curious. And Lala even says, like, I don't know, I think she said in the confession, like, I don't know what this is now. Sheena's sober now. Uh, And then it was also funny because Schwartz, like, complimented Sheena's sunglasses. They were, like pretty much fighting because Sheena was mad about the emo night and missing her set and then all it really took for to win Sheena over was Tom Schwartz saying that he liked her sunglasses <laughs> it was like i like your sunglasses sheena and i felt like immediately Sheena just turned right around and was like okay like we're best friends like even though she just met with his ex-wife and said like i'm got to be more loyal or whatever the conversation was about <laughs> Then all of a sudden, the next scene, it's like, oh, he complimented the sunglasses. I felt like that's immediately where Sheena got back on board with Schwartz. Sheila Schwartz. She was like, I'm right back on, right back on board. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Allie, did we talk about Allie? I saw her on social media singing Linger by the Cranberries. I don't have much more to say, but I saw it and I needed to say it. If you see something, say something. And so there, I, here I am. Here I am. I saw something, and so I'm saying something. Because I saw it was on I, maybe TikTok or something. Allie. Yeah, astrologer Allie is also a singer now. Or I guess she, maybe she's always been a singer. She has a sweet voice, though. She was singing this, uh, Linger by the Cranberries, which was one of the all-time greatest songs. All time. Now, it's not really like a vocal prowess song, right? It's not something that the divas are going to be belting out. But it's one of the all-time great songs. Not shade in it. It's just not like a belty song. Do you have to let it linger? Although I guess I can't sing it. So what, uh, what the fuck am I talking about? Anyway, Allie was singing it, so it was happening. Uh, okay, then what else is going on? Uh, then we see every Schwartz invite everyone to Tahoe. He's like, me and Lisa were we were kind of riffing, and I got us all an invite invitation to Tahoe, and I, I wanted them all to be like, yeah, Tom, we know, like it's on our production schedule. <laughs> Yeah, we get it, Tom. We saw it in the email from production that we're going there. Like we know, we know. But they always have to. I don't know. And then, oh, Tom Sandoval shows up for dinner. Tom Sandoval shows up for dinner. That's right. That's right. Of all times to show up for dinner. It's the time where they're all filming. What a a dink. What a coincidence, huh? Can you believe it? Um, you guys, we have to take one more quick break, and then we'll come right back. All right, so then Sandoval shows up at Sir Restaurant for dinner. This is when he's wearing the striped structure shirt, the sweater with the pearls, and he's got the parted hair. It was such an attractive outfit, honestly. You know I'm a 90s junkie, so maybe that's why I was into it. But I just felt like, and he said it was his friend Ali's sweater, I think. Did he say that somewhere? Did I read that somewhere? Uh, Which is uh, beautiful, and I I just thought it was a cute outfit. Anyway, Tom sits down. Uh, Again, what a coincidence that he's there for dinner by um while the rest of the group is all sitting nearby but he shows up with is he with uh, he's with Kyle Chan and Jesse Montana walks up to Tom while they're sitting down eating and and Jesse Montana says uh, to Tom look I had to unfollow you it's been a nightmare and I think Kyle Chan also says something similar but Anyone who was friends with Tom, of course, was dealing with uh, people just yelling at them online. I mean, even I got it. And because I was uh, worked with them on the cocktail book, people were yelling at me for following Tom. Uh, it was p- crazy. People were getting nuts. People were getting nuts when the scandal first happened. Everybody collectively got nuts. And it was like, we were also laser focused on this show and everything that was going on. And it was also very thrilling. <laughs> Wasn't it great? <laughs> That's terrible. But it was really it was a really thrilling time because it was like every moment. Didn't it feel like back when that that whole like first month of scandal, every moment there was some like new bit of information dropping and our heads were exploding every time something would leak on TMZ or some. Oh, you guys, it was a full time job just keeping up with it. I loved it. Loved it. So I'm sorry to the people who are going through all of these things, but also it's great for us. So, you know, be the showman that you are and keep bringing up mess, get into some more mess. And quite frankly, I need you to start getting into some more mess because I'm tired of this mess. So we need some new mess. So Sheena, I know you're show girl, get out there girl. And I think Sheena is because we do find out from the trailer, there's some sort of Tom Schwartz, Sheena shake kiss. And so again, Sheena's a show girl. So good, good for her. Do what you got to do to put on a show. That's what I say. Um, Okay. So then let's see. Tom Sandoval does cry because he feels bad that people had to deal with his fallout. Uh, and then Schwartz, uh, this is when he invites everyone to the thing and Ariana is pissed. She's like, I'm not going to be hanging out with him. And then Schwartz starts going after Ariana hill right yeah that's right he starts going after ariana he says oh what do we bow down to the queen of the group and he says your ego's getting a little and ariana says he's confusing strength and boundaries as ego and i think as far as everything we've seen like ariana's pissed at tom but i don't know that i'm seeing like ego thing it's almost like collectively the world is giving Ariana all of these opportunities and then kind of putting that label on her even though I don't think she's being that way. Does that make sense? That's how I'm taking it. Um, anyway, yeah, it's uh, Katie even sits there and says, Tom to Schwartz, she says, you need to release yourself from the torture you're under. And she's saying like, you're being there so ride or die for this man that it's really ruining your life. And look, I want them to both have friends and I want them both to succeed. But it seems like maybe that's not gonna be good for them to do together. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Um anyway, as Tom Sandoval is sitting down with uh Kyle Sheena walks by, and she's got the sunglasses on, and she's got this weird smile at him. And it's the funniest performance ever. She's like, I'm going to the bathroom. And Tom's like, well, can I hang out with you, or can I talk to you for a second? She's like, I'm going to the bathroom. I can meet you out back. And you guys, I got the goosebumps as soon as I said, can I meet you out back? Because I'm thinking, oh, we're going to the dump. We're going to the dump. No better place to be than that Sir Dump. Nothing gets, uh, nothing gets better than when I'm sitting looking at them in front of the Sir Dump. So they go over there. Thank God. And Sheena sits down. Tom Sandoval brings out two drinks. He's like, "I got you vodka soda." She's like, "Well, I'm sober." And he he had this weird moment where he's like, "I had a weird feeling you weren't drinking today." And like almost as if he had a, like a psychic premonition about it. Like that was strange. But uh he does say that and he doesn't I don't know who drinks, but he's drinking one of them. Uh, they both look like they're in the year 2000, which is great for me. But he says, Sheena, you look like you're in the Shania Twain Don't Impress Me Much video. And all of these pop culture references this episode are really just giving, giving. All right, so Tom sits down in his white 2 k sweater, sitting across from him with Sheena looking like Lindsay Lohan in the Get a Clue movie poster. Remember that Disney Channel original movie, Get a Clue? I swear that's what Sheena, that's the vibe Sheena was giving me in this scene. As Sheena says to Tom, you've been acting like you don't have a heart. And Tom admits that he handled everything like shit. And Sheena says, look, you just need to stop doubling down. And Tom says, look, I apologize to you. You can't keep. We had that whole scene at the end of last season where I apologize and they showed a flashback of it where he's got the mustache and apologizing to Sheena. He's like, what more can I do? And he even says to Sheena, Ariana is the least mean person. He's like, she's not doing anything. It's like the rest of you he says, uh, uh, you're doing podcasts and then they argue about the podcast. And Sheena then starts uh, telling him to stop singing with the top off. She's like, put a blouse on and the microphone down. And then <laughs> she was speaking for, <laughs> Sheena was speaking for all of us in that moment, like put the mic down and uh, stop singing with your top off. Uh, anyway, Sheena says, everything that you're doing is the definition of a narcissist. And then Tom says that Lala's a narcissist. And I'm thinking, you're all probably narcissist because you're on a reality TV show. And also, we've been watching for all these years. I'm pretty sure everybody in that cast, I, I would say. I mean, that's probably the first thing you got to do when you fill out an application to be on a reality show is check, are you a narcissist? And if you check yes, you're in. They're putting you in front of that red light. So I'm sorry, but them sitting there arguing like, is Lala the narcissist? Is Sheena? Is Tom? I'm like, all C, all of the above. Like, (laughs) D, all of the above. Uh, anyway, Sheena says she just wants to put the truth out there on her podcast. So she says that's all she's trying to do is just put the truth out there. And so Sheena's really, she's our modern day uh, whistleblower. She is Woodward and Bernstein because she just wants to put the truth out there. She's not looking to do anything else on shenanigans other than put the truth out there. Because immediately when she filed a LLC for shenanigans, she probably wrote on that application, I'm going to put the truth out there. That's what this is, this platform's for. She told iHeart, I don't know if she's Dear Media or where she's at. She t- said to Dear Media, her production company, her podcast production company, uh, I I want to put the truth out there. And so if I'm going to do this podcast, if we're going to do this venture, I'm going to put the truth out there. She's a truth teller. She's a truth teller. She's going to stand up for what she believes in. Modern day Norma Rae, Sheena Shea, is putting the truth out there on shenanigans. Not an episode of shenanigans is going to go by without her putting that truth out there. It is <laughs> She's putting that truth on the table. Oh, you guys, I need to be stopped. I need to be stopped. Uh, okay, yeah, the end of the episode is just these two in this scene. And it's a perfect scene because they're great scene partners. The drama, Sheena walks away. And then Tom gives this dramatic thing about, out of everyone, the loss of Sheena and I's friendship has been devastating to me. I miss her. And then they show this montage of the two of them and Sheena going back to the group. And they're playing this song, How Did We Get Here? And then the episode ends with the Suicide Prevention Alert uh, title card. So really the episode, it was cinematic. I felt like it especially ended cinematically. It was a beautiful episode, and so I'm grateful to all the Vanderpump uh, Rules people for giving us another great week. And it seems like it's picking up, doesn't it? It feels like it's picking up a little bit. Not that it was only two episodes, so big whoop. But uh, it does feel like we're going somewhere, and I'm hopeful that once we get everybody to Tahoe, get them all on the same page, get them all filming together... Uh, I think we're going to be in a good place. We're going to be in a good place. And so we're going to listen as our day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, and try to keep our heads up to the sky as Vanderpump Rules goes on. Because lovers, they may cause us tears, uh, but we're going to have to go ahead and release our fears. We're going to have to stand up and be counted and not be ashamed to cry. You gotta be cool, you gotta be calm, you gotta stay together. Uh, anyway, anything else we got to talk about? I do want to uh, mention Miami Housewives again. I know we don't do the full recaps. I can't cover every show. Don't yell at me about it. I like to cover two shows. And also, it's, again, really nice for me to be able to watch Miami Housewives, my favorite show on television, and watch it in peace without having to take notes, you guys, because I truly live every time I sit there. That whole fucking gondola ride on Miami Housewives was just the craziest thing I've ever seen. And when Lisa was looking for the lip gloss on that thing, as I mean, it was so much chaos going on. Um, But I do just want to mention that Marcus and Larsa are apparently no longer together. That's right, they've split up because on Super Bowl Sunday, they were all, all, everyone was wiping everything clean on their social media. So I guess Larsa had taken all the pictures of Marcus off and then they were posting on their stories these cryptic quotes about being in relationships or whatever. And so then it was confirmed, I think today or yesterday, it was confirmed that Marcus and Larsa are no longer to be. And it's so fascinating to me because it seems like Michael Jordan had like a big part in this because then Marcus was posting where he's like watching the game with Michael Jordan. And on Miami Housewives, there's this whole conversation about Michael and how he feels. Uh, if you watch this week's episode, uh, there's a, a moment where Julia brings it up. And Julia is, by the way, so messy this season on Miami. I'm loving her, loving her. And Kiki, too, by the way. Kiki, just give all of them mojitos. Kiki needs mojito. When I was watching her last week, she just really stuck up for herself. And just I want to learn more about Kiki, and I love her. And I really do love her. I, the truth is I love all of the Miami women with all of my heart and soul. And I would jump in front of a moving bus for them. And so that's all there is to it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I hope Marcus and um, Larsa – I was going to say work it out, but what I was really going to say is that I hope that they sit down for the traders' reunion and let it all air out because that's what I really need. That's what I really need. I need a full tell all with Andy Cohen, put them both on Watch What Happens Live, uh, put him in the hot seat on the traders' reunion because they were both on traders. That's what we need. That's what we need. Um, Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to Everything Iconic. I love you all so much. And we'll be back next week. Again, I apologize for not uh, covering The Real Housewives Beverly Hills. I didn't get to watch it in time. And uh, we're having a little bit of a date thing. So uh, anyway, happy Valentine's Day and sending love to all of you. And yeah, have a great week. Love you. Bye.